Imagina Trimanan Disha, Imagina Salakaya, Chakshon Militanye, Tasma, Sri Guru Venamaha. Vaj Kaputu Bisha, Kibisan Bivacha, Petita Dandali, Vishna Vijit Monamaha. So, good evening. Another Saturday night. Well, let's spend a little bit of it with Bhaktivinoda Thakur's analysis of Rupa Goswami. Wow, we just have we have a good association on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Rupa Goswami, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, other commentaries by Bhaktivedanta Swami, Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Dave Goswami. I mean, what better company could we want? And that's what we're going to discuss today, staying in good company. So we're at that fifth item in the second verse, actually the third verse of Upadesha Amrita, the second verse that Bhaktivinoda Thakur has done his essays on from Upadesha Amrita. So we've discussed these items that are favorable. Utsaham nischayad dharayat tatat karma pavartanat. Tonight we come to Sangatwagat. Good association, or giving up bad association. What's the fourth item? Hmm? What was the fourth item? Tat-tat karma. Karma is uh, following the rules and regulations that are favorable to our practice of devotional service. Utsahan nischayad daryat tat-tat karma pavartanat. Sangatwagat is where we are tonight. Satovrite. Quickly review the last class, talking about the items that we should perform to that are helpful for our devotional practice. Those items of devotional service that uh, help us fix our mind on Krishna. So we'll go from the the greater quantity, which Rupa Goswami presented in uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. He gave 64 items. These 64 items are favorable to your practice. and Basically items that what? Items that deal with control of the body, control of the, uh, the mind, so, uh, and control of our words. So if we can bring these things under control, then everything else will follow nicely. So in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, he's given 64 items favorable to devotional service. Now when we come to the Bhagavatam, uh, the presentation there by Prahlad Maharaj mentions nine principal items. Dravanam Kirtanam Vishnu, Smarnam Padasevanam, Archanam Vandanam Dasyam, so these nine items uh, constitute pure devotional service. And from there we come to uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. What did Lord Chaitanya himself emphasize as those items of devotional service which are most beneficial? Well, his list is five. So, five items good for us our devotional practice, chanting the holy name, studying the Srimad Bhagavatam. 
residing in a holy place. Associating with the devotees and worshiping the deity. So five items he said are most favorable. And Bhakti Vinod even goes so far to say, well, let's, if you really look at it, these two items encompass everything. Chanting the holy name and associating with the sadhus. Well, it's pretty simple. If you're associating with the sadhus, you're not going to be able to not engage in all those other items of devotional practice because that's the life of the sadhu. So in good association, uh, we're performing those items uh, naturally. So if we can do that, just stay with the devotees. And we're going to come to a, a, a comment tonight by Ramanujacharya which uh, emphasizes this. In our discussion of uh, giving up those things which are unfavorable, bad association, a satsanga, a sat, not not in our best interest. But I, I didn't fully cover one item which I wanted to mention in uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur's parport of the items of devotional practice. Um, and he quotes from the Hari Bhakta Sudodaya. As the qualities of a nearby object are reflected in a crystal, one similarly takes on the qualities of a person with whom he associates. Therefore, in order to increase one's devotional sentiment in his own line, a wise person should take shelter of those who have the same temperament. And that's a great lead-in when we look at, at what we're discussing tonight, giving up bad association. And as we mentioned before, it's, it's extremely, it's, it's, it's to be noted that both in those items that are unfavorable for our devotional practice and those items that are favorable, the same item is mentioned. So, Achyahara Priyasyascha Prajalpani Yamagraha Janasangas Chalauyamcha Janasangas. So, this bad association is mentioned in those items which are detrimental to our devotional practice. And now we come on Utsahan Nischayadariyatta Karma Pavartana Sangha Janasangas Chalauyamcha. Uh, Janna, huh? Yeah, Janna, uh, Sato Sangha. Right. Sangha Sato So, in both, what is unfavorable 
and what is favorable, the same items come up, Rupa Goswami. Now, well, when we look to Rupa Goswami's writings, how meticulous and careful he is, was this just did he, an oversight? Well, I forgot that I mentioned this and the things that are not favorable, so maybe I should m mention it in the things that are favorable. I don't think so. No, it's that important. It needs mentioned to Of all the things that are favorable and unfavorable that we could take the essence of, because that's what Upadeshanrita is. My spiritual master, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada, he called this book the nectar of instruction. It's like the essence of the essence. So, only 11 verses, and these two verses, do, do nots and do's, which are favorable and unfavorable for our devotional practice, and here we have this one item coming up in both places. So it's, it's very significant that, that we make note of how important is bad, how bad is bad association? How good is good association? So, Sangatwagat, Satovrite, Shuddha Bhakti Vinod Thakur in his Bhakti Aloka, which we were discussing, which is based on essays uh, from his Sajjana Tosini. This is a magazine that he put out. Um, and then later, uh, on, on his disappearance anniversary, uh, I think it was some 14 years later, his disciples com compiled these essays into a book which we are studying this Bhakyaloka um, check that I put a note in 1943 29 years later they made it into a book in 1943 so Bhaktivinoda here when he takes and he looks at this Sangatwagat he says two things need to be considered association an attachment. So he takes it and he says, oh, where we would say Sangha, he also looks at, well, it also entails having bad association, means not only the association with a personality, but also an association with, with activity. So, an activity. So, association and attachment. Association is of two types, non-devotees and with women. We'll explain that in proper context. 
going forward. And he says, similarly, attachments are of two types. Attachment for prejudices and attachment for assets. So he takes this Sangha Twagat and he looks at it applying in four ways, really. Who do we associate with that's not going to be favorable for our devotional practice? And what do we associate with which is not favorable for our devotional practice? So, who's a non-devotee? The first question he brings up. Okay, I've told you that it's bad for your devotional practices associate with the non-devotee. Well, who is that? Guess who tops the list? Atheist. Yanni. What's the difference? Not much. Not any. Actually, because of the ultimate issue... Even if the jnani uses bhakti, steps on the head of bhakti to attain his impersonal objectives, they're still impersonal. Without a person, we call that atheism. So you're right in that respect. So that's a heads his list of the non-devotee. is someone who, who has this interest in knowledge independent of the source of knowledge. And even that Gyan, Gyani who accepts Bhakti as a means to an end discards Bhakti upon attainment of the end. So he has no, he doesn't really know he doesn't even really know what bhakti is in the full sense of the term. Because when we talk about bhakti, we talk about all the aspects. Brahmaiti, Paramatmaiti, Bhagavaniti, Sabjite. So this, these three together constitute what are the absolute truth? But he is only interested in Brahmati. So, top of the list is the Gyani. How dangerous is that association? Well, what did Lord Chaitanya say about that association? Where would he rather be? He'd rather be in a cage with fire or a tiger. Did I say that right? Or a pit of poisonous snakes. There you go, a pit of poisonous snakes. So how serious is that association? How detrimental is that association? How detrimental is that association wherein one puts himself forth as a devotee but has an objective of the energy of the Supreme, simply merging in to the effulgence of the Supreme Lord. 
not knowing that that's simply parashya saktir vividaiva It's an energy. Why not hook up with the energetic source? Let's put it in mundane terms. I don't even know if these would apply, but it gives you some sense. Let's say you want a loving relationship with, with a man or a woman. So what do you want? Let's just say that your satisfaction, you're going to get your satisfaction because they left their scarf with you and you smelled the fragrance. How satisfying was that in comparison with the person? So the jnani is interested in the effulgence, just like someone would be interested in a fragrance of a lover, but not the person. How foolish is that? Not good association. Such fools are not good association. We could give a hundred examples. In every example, they come up on the short end of the stick. That when we look at what it's like to have a loving relationship with that source of that energy, that pleasure is so magnificent, so wonderful, so overpowering, so all-encompassing, that when you look at it, if I could give you a comparison, the sages say, let me try to give you a comparison, although it, there is no comparison. But here's one for you just to consider. The enjoyment you'll have out of associating with that personality who is the source of the energy that the jnani desires to merge into, that pleasure is an ocean and the pleasant pleasure that the jnani gets from merging into the energy, or in our analogy, the fragrance of the scarf, is, is like a hoof print of a calf. An ocean to a hoof print of a calf. Well, that gives you some Trillions upon trillions upon trillions of the pleasure. How much pleasure? These guys must not get much pleasure. I mean, really, they work so hard to acquire knowledge to separate themselves from the material energy. Lifetimes of making sure, trying to perfect this understanding and acquire the knowledge necessary to completely detach from nature. It's incomprehensible. They work so hard for this little flickering whiff of Krishna's energy. It's just a whiff. It's here and gone. It's Even when they're there, it's like, okay, I made it. It's a little lonely here. <laughs> Who knows what they... They don't think. I mean, they have, they've given up the brain. But what do they have? They have, well, I'm free from suffering. Nirvana. Well, that's the other side of it. Those are the people that turn it off. <laughs> 
So nirvase sunyavadi. So without qualities, a supreme without qualities, or a supreme without. That's the difference. So the nirvani, the that philosophy of the Buddha is there's nothing. You understand the difference? And then, then the, the Mayavadi? Well, there's spiritual energy, and I am that energy. I am part of the whole. The other one, then it's not even a whole. There's just a hole that's <laughs> empty, nothing in it. Black hole. <laughs> so Bhaktivinoda begins here, the Gyani, top of the list. Running second, close behind is the Karmi. Well, if there's a choice between the two, better you be with the Karmi. Gyani will destroy your spiritual life because you'll think that your spiritual life really amounts to what? Nothing. There's no love in spiritual life. Spiritual life is you are spiritual. Their spiritual life is it goes to that. That's as far as they go. They're back to zero. We're living in negative numbers and they made it to zero. Whoop-de-doo. At least negative numbers has some qualities in it. You know, zero is, well, zero. Of course, we want to put a one before it, but you can't put a one before it because it's unlimited. Once you put anything before it, once you come on the positive side, then it becomes unlimited. So the karmi, it's a bad association. And then association with women. Now what are we talking about when we say association with women? Because For a woman, it's association with a man. With a man, it's association with a woman. It means that association that's not centered around Krishna. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about the fact, the misconceptions that there is truly any difference between one and the other when we look to those in the material, to any of us in a material body. It's a body. So when we talk about woman, we're talking about a desire to exploit the material energy to my end. So Bhakti Vinod, in his discussions here, in Bhakti Aloka, he's very careful to point out there are two kinds of Vaishnavas. There are the renunciants and there are the householders. And he never, anywhere, says this one's better than that one. These are two different Vaishnavas that have two different natures. One is has a nature of renunciation, the other has a nature of household affairs. Uh, They both have their advantages and disadvantages. Ultimately, we all have to give up attachments 
to anything which isn't Krishna. And ultimately, if everything that we are attached to is an attachment that has Krishna in the center, then that is sannyas. We, we, we bow to sannyas. We bow to that consciousness wherein Krishna is the center of everything that we are. It doesn't matter which, if you are at this level of consciousness, where Krishna is the center, then what? Kiba Vipra, Kiba Nyasi. If you know the science of Krishna, if Krishna is the center and you can impart Krishna the center, then you're qualified, even if you're a sudra, to become a guru. If you really know this, if it's really what you are, then that is the highest. And that's what and we noticed even in the last discussion when Bhaktivinoda's talking about guru, he doesn't mention sannyasa's guru. Because what? At the time that he was, sannyasis generally didn't perform that service. You need an ashram. Sannyasis don't own anything. Kind of hard to have an ashram when there's no facility. So therefore the householders, they were the gurus. Were they better than the sannyasis? No, they were better situated to become a spiritual master and teach. Because sannyasis, we see it now, was not prevalent in the Vaishnav community. Generally it was householder, Babaji. It was only when Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati wanted to, and Bhaktivinoda wanted to bring some dignity because some of the Vaishnavas were a little bit lax in their approach. That's saying it nicely. They were unfortunately sometimes the spiritualist that really wasn't very spiritual he took to the Vaishnav path. Because the Vaishnavas, they didn't have all the strict, you know, strict regulations and pranayama and all this. I just become one of those Vaishnavas. They just hang out, beg, they get fed by everybody, shake some beads. Well, that wasn't really a Vaishnav. They were just taking advantage. And behind and hidden away in the bowers of the forest, they're still engaged in material activities in the name of being a Vaishnav. So that practice and a lot of other practices, specifically Bhaktivedanta, has all these, he has a laundry list of people that aren't Vaishnavs. So one is the Sahajiya, the cheater, and so many others. I don't even know all the nomenclatures, but people that misrepresent don't have a proper siddhantic grounding 
in what is the dispensation of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So association with women means that association which is, which is centered on sense gratification. Stri Sangha. Uh, unfortunately, we see even in modern Gaudiya circles some misunderstanding of this uh, uh, misunderstanding wherein uh, wherein Varnashram principles are misapplied to Vaishnavas in female so it, it, it's an unfortunate situation. It just shows a true, deep understanding of our Gaudiya Vaishnava tradition. And it's, uh, it's not worth discussing. Although in some circles it's discussed more than you can imagine. We're not in those circles, so let's move on. I thought you'd like this, because I think we've heard this in Western, in Western terminology often, and uh, I thought you'd find it interesting that it, this statement is actually coming from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. Nagriham griham it yahur, grihini griham uchite, tayahi sahita sarvan, purusharthan samas nute. Merely a house is not a home, for it is a wife who gives a home its meaning. We hear this in the Western culture, right? A house is not a home without the wife. So, this is in Chaitanya Charitamrita. If you want to look it up, it's in the Adi Leela 15th chapter, 27th verse. If one lives at home with his wife, together they can fulfill all the interests of human life. What are the interests of human life? Arta, Dharma, Kama, Moksha. So that is what a householder's life is about. Fulfilling those and ultimately coming to um, specifically with Dharma, Arta, Kama, uh, Trivarga, these are referred to as the three, you know, Purusharthas, the, the desires. Dharma, well, we want to act properly in the world so the world doesn't beat us up later. Because improper action leads, leads to bad reaction. We call it bad karma. So we don't want bad karma, so we do Dharma. Simple thing. If we follow a Dharma, if we act in a, in a righteous way, then 
Karma's not going to get the better of us. Well, that's an understatement from the Vaishnava point of view, but it's a good place to start. So we follow Dharma as much as we need to. Uh, of course, we're in sitting with sadhus who are in the, on, the, on a different platform here, but in, in human life, artha, economic development, without it, oh, you've got to put food on the table. So there has to be some, some economics in the household. Dharma, let's, let's conduct our household in such a way that we don't get, you know, we're not trapped. Uh, I guess, I mean, they use a term which probably really puts it in perspective. I probably shouldn't use here, but you don't want life to, you know, jump up and bite you in the... <laughs> and we don't want that. We don't want bad karma. It, really, it hurts. You know, and comma, there has to be some sense gratification. So we can't function without sense gratification. Uh, we can't live a day without eating. Well, maybe a day, maybe three days. I don't know what the current mm-hmm. a week. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Without eating, it's a week, but you can go three it's three days. Three minutes. Longer. Three minutes, three days, three weeks. Three minutes without breathing. Mm-hmm. Three days without drinking. Mm-hmm. Three weeks without eating. You'd have to be pretty fat. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't think we could be. Around and dying. Yeah, yeah I around and dying. Yeah, I got one week, guys. <laughs> okay, so we now have the threes. And we have the three varga, T-R-I-V-A-R-G-A, artha, dharma, kama. And then we come to moksha, so after you live a dharmic life. So the house, the home is there, and the wife is there, and with the wife we could properly conduct our affairs according to varnashram, dharma, uh, household dharma but there's also Vaishnav dharma so if the house has Krishna in the center of the home then then that's that's beneficial for our spiritual life there's nothing wrong with it we all have our natures and some are Renounced, and some are householders, all devotees. So, moving on, Bhakti Vinod has pointed out four items, two associated with personalities. The first is that association of people that are. Impersonless, and then when he looks at, says the other bad association, personality-wise, is woman or man or whoever. Who? It's simply about sense gratification. That's not going to serve as well. Then he goes on to talk about prejudice. 
there's two kinds of prejudice, which are our attachments. So in looking at a prejudice, he says there's two, these prejudices fall into two categories. There's ancient prejudice, and there's current prejudice. Ancient prejudice is what you think he means? Culture? Some culture. scars. Mm-hmm. Things we're carrying with us is what he means, ancient. Um, and he quotes, quotes Bhagavad Gita, Nakartrit Vam, Nakarmani, so the master of the body, uh, does not create activities. And then he quotes Baladev Vidyabhushan to put a perspective on what he means when he says, as you know, Baladev Vidyabhushan has his commentary on the Bhagavad Gita. So he quotes Baladev's purport to this verse that basically is explaining that everything that we experience in the world is coming because of the modes of material nature. We are not really the doer. We're more the observer. We're observing what we want manifesting within the environment. But we're we're not... Everything is, is happening of its own. The modes of material nature are truly moving. It's Krishna's energy that's moving. It's the, it's the jiva who's, who's associating with and thinking, I'm the doer. I don't know where he got that notion. He didn't even make his body. Doesn't even know how it works can't control how quickly his teeth grow or when they fall out. He, he, but he's in this illusion, well, yeah. He didn't make the vehicle, he's, he's, he, does, he didn't decide when he'd come into the, the vehicle he's driving, he doesn't decide when he's coming out, he doesn't know how it works entirely, although he thinks he does, but some aspects he's not sure. He can't control what the body does for the most part. He has some limited control, but he's so foolish just to think I'm the controller. So that's what the sages, the rishis are saying to us. Look at your situation. You're such a fool. You're saying this is the world, your world, and you're controlling your world. But you can't even control your, you know, even the simplest things. Oh yes, I know. You 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 become a yogi and say I can control it all. So you become the greatest yogi. You master your breath. You master your senses. You get it all under control. You're so much in control you can reside under the water without breathing. And then two little fish come along and all your control swims away. (laughs) Because when you see them enjoying, you think, oh, wow, what am I giving up? That looks fun. (laughs) I I need that in my life. What happened to your control, buddy? What happened? It's gone. All of a sudden, you've manifest, then you manifest. You, You got some control? Yeah. 
then you manifest the illusion that you are now surrounded by beautiful women who are now all your wives. All right. So let's dispense with this, I can control it. I know they can't, the karmis can't control it, but I can become a yogi and I can control it. Well, I'm sorry, if we look back in history at these great yogis, they didn't do a very good job of it. Some of them did. I mean, my gosh, some of them stood on, you know, a hill of ants. So much so that even the controllers of the universe were crying out. They became so so powerful in their control that Brahma said, what do you want? How can I get you to stop this? You're, you're creating such a, such a disturbance by your control. What do you want? Okay, I want to be immortal. Yeah. Guess what? I can't give you what I don't have. I don't have it. I can't give it. Anything else? Okay. Guy that's controlling the universe may think he has it down, but I think I can get what I want. Let me just do these things. I will take... uh, Not going to be controlled in the morning, evening, or night. I'm not going to be controlled. Uh, ins- I'm not going to die inside or outside. I'm not going to die at the hands of a man or a beast. I'm not going to die. Okay, and then we'll c- create the whole laundry list and what happens at the end. Well, along comes God. <laughs> and there's your control. You become so powerful you can control the whole universe. And all the residents therein are begging for you to release them from you, from the from the power of your austerities, and in the end, gone. So this prejudice of this ancient prejudice that that comes with us, that I'm associated. So back to Baladev. We went a little way. Let's go back there. To Baladev's commentary on this verse, where Krishna is explaining to Arjuna that really what, that really, what you what you think you have in the material world is happening outside of what you are, and I don't care any way you put it. Ultimately, it's the modes of material nature that are in control. So you really are a puppet on my strings. But I I give that work to somebody else. And I give them the power to do it for me. But you are still a puppet at the hands of the modes of material nature. And I don't care how bewildered you make yourself into thinking that that's not the case. It is. Mm-hmm. Well... Hmm. So Baladev, in commenting on this verse from the Bhagavad Gita, from the fifth chapter, he says, there's Sanskrit there, Anadi, Pavrita, Padana. He says, the primordial material desire that is active since time immemorial 
is called one's nature. The reason we walk through all this is so we can get an idea of what Bhaktivinoda is talking about when he talks about what? He's talking about those prejudices, ancient and current. So when we look at the ancient ones, the ancient ones are what? They're a naughty. You cannot, they're primordial. You cannot find their beginning. Anadi pravrita. Those paths of misconception, they're there since time immemorial. The primordial material desire that is active since time immemorial is called one's nature. Our nature is what? Our nature is we're eternally conditioned. Nichibada. There's another nature. Talk about that later. So, and we have what? We have other prejudices which are relative to the present. So some are coming with us and they've been there forever and they're the inclination. The other is more more the principles the the prejudices of the day. I don't think there's need to go into that. That's pretty simple. Today I want a Ferrari. So I'm going to get a job as a doctor and get one. Because I think they can afford it. Until they had to pay the health insurance premium. Oh, the, the mis- malpractice premium. And then they had to drive a BMW. Uh, go down to a BMW. Or a Volkswagen. Depending. And it's not easy in this world, is it? <laughs> Bhaktivinoda goes on, he says, in his commentary. From ancient prejudice, one develops association with karma and gyan. Association with these ancient prejudices is inevitable. Despite all attempts up to suicide, one cannot give up one prejudices, one's prejudices. Well, in switching the page, I saw the time. I guess we're going to have to continue with bad association. Unless <laughs> we want to have a late Saturday night. Does anyone have any questions? Thank you for your association. Thank you.